Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I want to talk to you about life after COVID. And this episode is not just going to apply to COVID. It really applies to any kind of really heavy emotional experience that we go through together, either in a community or as a country, or in this case, the entire world, pretty much. So if COVID is not really your topic, I still think you should hang in there with me because the reality is most of us have gone through something that came with a very high emotional cost, and you may find something useful in this episode for you as well. Now, I know that COVID is not over. We are still experiencing it, and I'm super unwilling to debate the drama, politics, and opinions on whether it's being handled right or wrong. That isn't what this episode is about. It's about reflecting on your own experience, learning to give yourself grace and compassion if you've gained weight or you're struggling with how you feel in your body and environment, and some considerations for you to think about as you re-enter the world with all of your thoughts and feelings. We're going to discuss the trends that we're seeing from all sides of the social mediaverse and work through the ways that you can form your own opinions without feeling guilty or pressure to conform with one group or the other. And before we get into body talk, I want to acknowledge that no two experiences will be alike. If you find yourself full of opinions and judgments about someone else's experience, just know that compassion for them becomes compassion for you. When we heal the community, we are involved in that as well. A fantastic example of this duality in experiences is how people are talking about their feelings about being home. Some people feel very restricted by this. They feel isolated, lonely, anxious, and depressed. Being home meant no travel, no family gatherings, stressing about kids at home, not having childcare, and shutting down all the things they identify with as their thing. It may have even impacted their ability to work and do the things that they felt they needed to be outside to do. They felt cut off from the connection and the way they like to live. Some even feel it was a violation of freedom and their autonomy. For others, they finally feel free. When they were in the workforce, they felt anxious, stressed, depressed, and overstimulated. Being home meant relief, more control over their schedule, more opportunities to spend quality time with their immediate household, less pressure to perform, dress up, go out, and say yes to the things that made their anxiety skyrocket. It was protection and a welcome reprieve from family gatherings that they only attended out of guilt but never enjoy. They felt considered by the lockdown instead of restricted. No matter which camp you fall into, or if you fall somewhere in between, the truth is still the same. Our thoughts about it, conscious or not, combined with our conditioned beliefs is what creates our experience. There is no doubt the world is different now, and a lot of those differences are permanent. We have seen that it's possible to work from home for most industries. 
We've watched technology and communication grow and change to accommodate more online education and business opportunities. The fitness industry went to town on coming up with new compact solutions for home gyms complete with real live training feedback for those with money to burn and DIY programs for those who don't. Out of desperation, we see a lot of innovation, some for the betterment of our world and some not. Some of you listening here may be thrilled about everything being lifted and your reclaimed lifestyle. You may be no worse for wear and life is back to normal for you. If that's you, this episode may not be useful for you, although it may help you understand someone close to you that feels differently. If you are like many of us, there's a lot of mixed feelings going on. Some excitement to eat at your favorite restaurant combined with the anxiety of that invitation to the family reunion that triggers your childhood wounding each year. You may be elated to go on vacation, but you're dreading seeing people who are outside of your bubble and having to feel the judgment that you just know they're passing on to you due to the weight you've gained. This is probably a good time to say that I am not talking about anxiety of going outside due to getting the virus. That is a whole other topic and is absolutely a valid discussion to have. That's just not what I'm discussing today. Today is about your human body and the experience that you're having in it versus any sort of fear based on what else is out there. First things first, you are entitled to your boundaries post lockdown. If you have learned that you thrive in a home environment, it's worth a conversation with your boss to see if you can remain remote. If you're not ready to see family or ready at the capacity that you did prior, then that's well within your rights to say who, to say when, and to say how much. Bonus points if you get the movie reference and please email me or hit me up on the gram because I want to know who my secret best friends are. So you do not need COVID as an excuse to decline an invitation to go out and socialize. Let me say that again. You do not need COVID as an excuse to decline an invitation to go out and socialize if staying home is what you really want to do. You can actually just say no. I know that's hard for us to do. I know our conditioning says otherwise, but you are allowed to be someone who stays home. But here's where we start talking about something that a lot of you are experiencing. Denying yourself the pleasure of seeing the people that you want to see because you are ashamed of your post-lockdown body. It all feels very confusing because we're seeing two camps on social media, really. We have the very judgmental camp that is essentially using weight gain to shame you into purchasing one of their products, programs, or hiring them. They lack the understanding behind what has happened with the collective, and they are working only on poking at your shame instead of helping you understand what happened in the first place. It's not their fault. They don't understand it either. They focus on external solutions like calories or supplements or certain protocols, don't understand the mental and environmental side. And I'm not talking about the environment itself. I'm talking about your internal environment. They're not interested in understanding what happened. Instead, they are pushing magic and willpower onto you. And therefore, whatever happens won't be effective, or at the very least, it won't be sustainable. Then we have influencers on Instagram 
who are posting their bodies after gaining weight due to COVID while saying, bodies change. This is all normal. They make a pretty good case for feeling good in the body that you have right now, which I think is amazing. But they are also missing a key piece to the puzzle, and that piece is you. Listen, bodies do change. If yours is one of them that got larger during the height of the pandemic, it's okay. In fact, you're among the majority. There's not a damn thing wrong with gaining weight. Your body is so worthy. Weight gain can't change that. But I want to poke at this message a little bit because we're out here talking like bodies just change as if there isn't a catalyst to that change. We don't talk about why the majority packed on weight in a short amount of time, and we miss a huge opportunity to learn from what happened. We dismiss their lived experience and perpetuate the lie that we are powerless and broken. For most, it isn't one thing, but rather it was many. So let's just blow the whole thing open and take a look at it. Your weight gain is not a problem. Yep, not a problem. I'm not here to convince you to lose weight or tell you that you should resist wanting to lose weight. That is your decision. I'm just offering up some perspectives that are worth considering. And in order to fully grasp just how common this has been, I want to bring up the poll, Stress in America, conducted by the American Psychological Association. They did this at the end of February of this year, which is 2021, for those of you who are not listening in real time, stating that many adults report undesired weight changes, increased drinking, and other negative behavior changes that may be related to an inability to cope with prolonged stress. This is probably not surprising. While a good number of people lost weight undesirably, most gained it. The hardest hit among us are the millennials, parents, essential workers, and the black community, which it should be acknowledged, have had additional layers of stress and trauma that have come alongside COVID by being disproportionately impacted by COVID itself, and let's not forget the collective racial trauma that has been amplified during this time. But don't get it twisted, because although these groups gained the most weight, every group surveyed had disturbingly high numbers between the ages of 18 to 75. We are talking about the average adult gaining 29 pounds with millennials sitting at 41 pounds. That's not nothing. And that is not just bodies change. None of this is to bring feelings of shame or judgment. None of it is to make weight gain or living in a larger body wrong. Instead, it's meant to give us all a collective sigh of relief. For those who are struggling, you aren't broken and alone. For those who aren't struggling, perhaps this allows you room for a massive dose of compassion and understanding for those who are. With that in mind, let's talk about some of the things that I've observed in my clients and community. The survey done by the APA that I just talked about shows that this is due to increased stress and mental health issues. And I agree with this wholeheartedly, and I think it's pretty layered too. One of the things I talk to clients about is whether or not they would be stressing out about weight gain or living in a larger body or weight loss if no one was around to see it. People tend to want to say that they want to lose weight for health reasons, but when digging a little deeper, most often it's about something much different. It's about the way society treats people who live in larger bodies. The narratives that we learn growing up about what it means to gain weight or lose it and what an acceptable body is in society. 
Because if it really is about health, and sometimes it is, then we're exercising and we're eating our vegetables and managing our stress and taking care of ourselves, mind, body, and soul, regardless of how it looks on our bodies, instead of desperately seeking fat and crash diets that will get us out of our current state as soon as humanly possible. So when we are all in a collective isolated experience like quarantine, where we aren't seeing each other, all of a sudden the weight starts climbing. Now this is just one piece of the puzzle, but the pressure that is put on us to look a certain way has been lifted. We are all going back into the world and that pressure is starting to mount again. And so because of that pressure, people are self-isolating and seeking more solutions to lose weight rapidly in order to avoid the discomfort of being seen in public, having gained weight fearing the judgment by their peers, which is really only a reflection of how harshly you're judging yourself, let's be honest. If you were happy and content with how you look, then anyone else's opinion would be pretty much irrelevant outside of the margins where it creates real, very real problems, at least in our society. Societal pressure is a huge factor in wanting to change your body. For the period of COVID, societal pressure was reduced some. Interestingly enough, though, because so many of the meetings didn't require pants, but did require Zoom, facial procedures like fillers and injections have all gone up. That's pretty good evidence that looking a certain way in society influences our actions and behaviors. But the lack of social pressure as we all stayed home is not the only factor here, and I'd argue that some of the other factors are probably even bigger. One of the reasons that it became so easy to increase weight during this time is simply that we weren't moving much. Neat. NEAT, or non-exercise activity thermogenesis, is responsible for a large portion of our calorie burn. And most of us went from walking back and forth to our cars a few times a day, going to the grocery store, going up and down some stairs, moving through parking lots, chasing our kids around, going to sporting events, going out to dinner, and about a million other things that got us out of our chair and walking around and moving every single day. This is not nothing. Even though it doesn't seem like much to us on our day-to-day, -day, it adds up to a lot. And if we add to that, that gyms were closed and not everyone has the privilege of having a gym or any gym equipment at all in their homes, their intentional movement has also been reduced. While exercise in and of itself is usually a pretty poor helper when it comes to weight loss, it's a decent helper when it comes to the maintenance of the weight that you are already at. So of course, there are a lot of variables for that. And that is totally an episode for another day if you want to learn about it. But the point remains. So when you take the world that was used to walking around, moving, having all sorts of activity, and you sit them down in a chair and isolate them to a small area that they're allowed to move in, and even if no food was increased at all, still have the habit of eating that same amount of food they were eating prior when their energy needs were higher, we're going to see an increase in weight with just that alone. Another factor is boredom. Many people found new ways to cope with their boredom and inability to go out and do things by doing things like baking and learning to cook, which is awesome, by the way. Depending on how you think about food, you may or may not think that's the biggest factor. But I can't tell you how many people have talked about how much baking they've done and that they're just sitting around and eating. Baked goods are not a problem, okay? Or a fat gain food. There really is no such thing. What they are, however along with the home-cooked meals, is delicious. But they are found to also be very comforting. So if stress is high, activity is low, and you're in need of comfort, then overeating is likely, and this could very easily be a recipe for weight gain. 
we also have the layers of alcohol and coping. If you are used to having your stress dealt with in different ways, like, for example, going to the gym and you no longer can, it may be that you are now drinking every night to wind down or drinking socially. Heck, you don't have to get up and go to work the same hours. You might be able to sleep an hour later. All the things add up to having one more drink. But the biggest issue, in my opinion, has to do with so much more than not walking around, exercising, and eating baked goods. The biggest reason is the amount of emotional trauma that everyone is experiencing. Now, I am not talking about big trauma. I am talking about these little traumas that add up and our nervous system reacts to them. It stores a reaction to them. And so we are constantly feeling like we are unsafe in our bodies, even if that is not a conscious thing for you. So for those who had to figure out ways to care for their children, school them while also working full-time, probably from home, making ends meet, not having the same levels of support or childcare, the risk of losing their job or being furloughed for time, and the extremely triggering and confusing content of the media and social media has increased stress, fatigue, and impacted sleep. Emotional tolerance is low. So even clients who know how to exercise have access to exercise equipment, and understand healthy, nutritious habits have been part of this population of people who have gained weight. They know what to do and can't figure out why they can't bring themselves to do it. They're exhausted because behaviors are important and information is important. But if we don't know how to manage our emotions, sit in discomfort, learn to accept boredom and deal with the fear and uncertainty, then food has been a welcome reprieve. Most people don't overeat because they like to be miserably full. Instead, they overeat because they are disconnected from their body signals because they are in survival mode, high levels of stress with no emotional coping skills. Eating is one of the easiest and most accessible ways that we have learned to create a sense of safety and comfort, even if we're doing it unconsciously. So yes, to the Instagram fitness people who are peddling more nutrition and more exercise as being helpful, but that won't stick if they don't know how to offer you the emotional management tools that you need to stop overeating and emotionally eating and binge eating. And yes, to the influencers who are teaching you that bodies change and have a much more loving message for you. But this change has not been a natural evolution of how bodies change. This change has represented higher than normal stress, lack of community, joy and support, and increased emotional escapism. It's not your fault, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. I don't want you to feel bad in the body that you have today. That isn't helpful, and it's not going to get the extra weight off either. In fact, it's just going to add more stress that you'll probably want to eat about. You deserve to go out and enjoy your life, even if you gained weight. In fact, especially if you gained, because getting back out into the world is probably some of the medicine you need. Opportunities for pleasure and joy have been less available to us, and now they're starting to become more available, and this is helpful to our overall sense of well-being for many of us. And if you aren't ready to do that yet, that's okay too. The enjoy part, not the out part is the key. 
What I really want you to take away from this episode today is that you aren't alone. And while nothing about this is normal, it is expected and typical of the human experience right now. Another diet or exercise protocol is unlikely to be helpful to you without some work on how to create a sense of safety in your body, in your mind, and in your life to teach your nervous system not to overreact or shut down and to teach you how to sit in discomfort without being consumed by it or using food and alcohol to escape it. I know that not all emotional management tools are accessible to each person right now, and that's okay. I just want to encourage you to give yourself permission to love the body as it is today. Thank it for carrying you through this pandemic in the only way it knew how, and decide from a place of love what needs to happen next for you. Whether you want to lose the weight or not, let it come from compassion instead of fear of judgment or to escape the judgment you are putting on yourself. Don't let it be urgent. That's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media and tag me. All of my information is in the show notes. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode or ideas for future episodes, or if you want to learn how we can work together one-on-one, drop into my inbox. It's always open for you. All right. Bye.